This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. With us is the CEO of Chipotle Mexican Grill. We're talking about Brian Nickel. He joins us uh, live right now from Newport Beach, California. Brian, so great to have you here with us because I think about when you and I spoke back in early March, it was just days before the world shut down. Um, so much has happened since then. And you gave me a lot of time there and you're so gracious to come back. Tell me a little bit about kind of where we are right now in this world. How do you see the pandemic? Are we on the other side of it yet yeah carol good to see you again and uh yeah crazy to think uh we were just a couple days before everything really right came to a grinding halt um unfortunately and the pandemic really took off but uh, i think where we are right now is in a a state where i think everybody understands what they need to be doing uh and so as a result um i think people are starting you know, to demonstrate good behavior so that we all contribute in really containing the pandemic. Uh, We've been very fortunate in our restaurants where our employees, I think, are doing a lot of the right things. We put a lot of the right food safety practices and wellness practices in place. So that's giving people uh, confidence uh, to, you know, basically use Chipotle as a meal solution. And then obviously our digital business is giving people access for that off-premise occasion that is becoming really critical. Yeah, and I wanna talk about that because I feel like you were very prescient in terms of the investments you made and when you came in about two and a half years ago, focusing on that. Before we get to that though, I do wanna ask you, are you preparing your company, your staff for a second round with the virus come the fall and winter months? And and I do wonder if you're kind of taking precautions or setting up um, you know, just in case. Yeah, look, I think we definitely have uncertainty in front of us. Um, And so really the approach we're taking is we're following uh, the recommendations of the CDC and a lot of the local health departments around making sure our employees are wearing masks. We're practicing the social distancing. Uh, You know, no one works if they're not feeling healthy. Um, And, you know, obviously we continue to be in a working remote uh, environment. So uh, we want to take all the precautions we can to hopefully contain um, the pandemic and get to the other side of this. Um, you know, it'd be a, a real disappointment if we have a setback. And I'm really uh, hopeful that if we do all the right things as a company, as a community, uh, we can avoid that setback. Do you think we'll get one? You know, I, I, you know honestly, I, I, I really hope people do the right things right. going forward uh, so that we don't. You know, uh, I think the big recommendations out there are, you know, go get flu shots, wear your mask, practice social distance, avoid big crowds. And that's our best bet to avoid a real, you know, major flare up. Um, but, you know, cold and flu season, more people are probably not going to feel great. And it's important people get tested. They understand whether they have COVID or just a common cold or flu. And then they need to do the right things to protect themselves, their family, their friends and their communities. And I, I think if people just take that simple approach, um, I think, you know, we'll get past this a lot faster than uh, not taking those safety precautions. You know, it's interesting, Brian, you say doing the right thing too. We were talking with um, a doctor earlier, and I think a lot of folks are talking about a vaccine when we finally get one. Um, There are now concerns that people won't take the vaccine. Would you require your employees, your staff to take a vaccine in order to work? No, you know, we would not require people to take the vaccine. Um, Obviously, I would want to do everything I can to make sure that they have access to the vaccine, especially those that are in those high risk groups. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, 
your health and wellness is ultimately your personal uh, decision. Um, whatever your decision is, though, if you aren't feeling healthy um, and you happen to have COVID, we do need you to you know, take those precautions to not get other people infected. But uh, I'm focused on trying to stay in touch with people so I understand when vaccines get approved, uh, how they will be distributed, and how I best get our uh, employees access to those vaccines. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, they need to uh, make that decision for themselves. Well, and I do wonder, too, you know, I, I think that's really interesting to hear. And I feel like Chipotle has been throughout its history a company that thinks a lot about its employee base. So how do you keep, you know, your employees safe, motiv motivated during these trying times? We talk about, you know, corporate culture when you've got people at home and people all over the place. How do you keep, though, your workers who have to be at work in order to get the job done? How do you keep them motivated during these trying times? And I'm, and I'm curious if you've made any employee policy changes during the pandemic. Yeah, look, Carol, I, I think it, fortunately for us, we, we've always been focused on our purpose, which is around this uh, idea of cultivating a better world through food with integrity. And we've got some clear cultural values, um, you know, around basically authenticity lives here, the movement is real, um, you know, teach and taste Chipotle, and then the line is the moment of truth. And the reason why these values are really important is we've used them to guide a lot of our decisions. Uh, we believe our purpose and our values drive our culture. It's why people love to work at Chipotle. And we've been consistent, I think, in all our decision-making against our purpose and our values. And I think it's given a lot of our employees a sense of pride. Um, they love the fact that, you know, regardless of how hard um, the decision is, we uh, want to do the right thing for our communities, uh, moving our purpose forward, and obviously our employees. So, you know, we were fortunate. We already had a lot of things in practice right. from a wellness standpoint and uh, you know, paid sick leave and uh, a lot of employee programs around healthcare, mental wellness, um, you know, or I'm sorry, mental health benefits that were available for not just the employee, but their families. So <clears throat> we were trying to surround people with all the right things. And those have been even more important in these challenging times. And, you know, we've dialed up our communication. I'll tell you the other thing that has really been powerful is um, we have really worked hard to communicate with every single employee at Chipotle, all 90 plus thousand of them. Um, you know, we're doing Zooms and web calls and telephone calls. I just want to keep them up to date with the most, um, you know, up to date information. And the more they know, the more they can feel confident that we're making the right decisions and they're working in a safe environment. Um, I, I've had the pleasure of making some day trips, visiting restaurants. And I, I can tell yeah. you, it really gets you pumped up because our employees are so grateful um, to be working and to be a part of Chipotle and making a difference in their communities and moving our uh, company and culture forward. Well, and I'm guessing you're visiting a lot more workers because you guys have been on a significant hiring push. Back in July, you talked about hiring about 10,000 workers. So how has that push gone so far? Where are you in that process? Yeah, it's been, you know, we're very fortunate. People have been really excited to uh, join Chipotle and uh, the applications have been, uh, you know, frankly, really uh, exciting to see. Didn't you get something um, like 700,000? Know, so Didn't you get something like 700,000 applications or something? It was crazy. You know, I, I don't remember what the number is, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if that's close to right, yeah. um, you know, because we have had you know, I, I saw we just had a job for uh, one of our digital opportunities open up 
And uh, for just this one position, we had well over, you know, I think three or 400 applications, uh, which is really amazing. Um, and, you know, now you times that out across 10,000 opportunities from, you know, crew members all the way up to jobs at our support centers. And uh, we've been very fortunate to attract really great people and uh, we've been able to retain really great people. So we're, we're feeling really fortunate with where we are with the people we have and the people that are drawn to, to work at Chipotle and apply and want to be a part of what we're doing. Are you seeing any tightness in the labor market? And I'm curious if you anticipate needing even more workers uh, and if that's going to potentially, you know, if there's tightness in the workforce, also lead to kind of higher wages here. Yeah, no, you know, we're not seeing um, an issue with applicant flow. You know, uh, we're continuing to see great access to great talent. Um, and, you know, I think one of the things why people are really drawn to Chipotle is we have a tremendous growth story. Uh, so it's always fun to be a part of a company that when you think about I'm joining today and this company could, you know, triple in revenue over the next decade, you know, double store count, you know, go from 2,600, 2,700 restaurants to five, 6,000 restaurants. Um, you know, it, they're really excited about all the growth, right? Our, our thing about our digital business, we, we went from, you know, a couple hundred million dollars to this year, we'll be about probably $2.4 billion worth of digital business. Wow. And people love to be a part of companies that have growth. And then what really attracts them here is they feel like it's very much aligned with their personal values. So they love the growth, they love the values, and uh, they're excited to be a part of what our future is. And, uh, you know, I keep telling our team, let's just make sure we're hiring the best possible people, but let's also make sure we're hiring the best possible people that really believe in our purpose and our values. And that's where I think we really strike gold. Brian, why do you think Chipotle has been so successful boosting sales in its digital uh, delivery and delivery business? You guys have just done really well. As you talked about some of the numbers and some of the growth, it's pretty impressive. Why do you think it's worked so well? You know, I, I think we have been very focused on keeping the digital execution really simple and mirroring the same experience you get when you come into our restaurants. So, you know, we've tried very hard uh, to give you a digital experience that, frankly, is almost identical to as if you were in a restaurant moving down the line, picking out, you know, how you want to make your bowl or burrito. And, you know, we've stayed very committed to keeping it simple. You know, over and over again, what I hear people say is, wow, I love your app. It's so easy to use. And then it's so easy to actually get the food when it's time to pick it up. So, um, you know, just the aspect of keeping it very simple, really convenient, and then, you know, this has always been at the core of Chipotle. We're really fast and we're tremendous value. So we've just given people another access mode to get great culinary, great ingredients, done exactly how they want it. And, uh, you know, at a tremendous value. So it's, it's working out really well because if you want to order ahead, grab it and go. If you need it delivered, we can deliver it. If you want to run in, move down the line and have that eye to eye, you know, contact so you get the burrito exactly the way you want it. Um, we have all these avenues available for you. And, but at the core of it is great ingredients, great culinary, and then you end up with just delicious burritos and bowls. So, you know, at the end of the day, we are still a restaurant company that right. is committed to changing food culture. Hey, Brian, you know, back in March, you did say to me that you thought digital could be about 30 to 40% of your business and be a multi-billion dollar business over the next three to five years. That still feel about real and, and likely, or even more perhaps? Well, well, yeah, you know, and, and you know, 
unfortunately, Carol, that was before uh, it became 80% of our business um, for a time yeah, there. That's but true. You, know, you probably saw in our most recent earnings report, we're in that 40 to 50% range. And, uh, you know, obviously that'll continue to fluctuate as the dining rooms reopen. But I definitely think our digital business is going to stay around as our dining room business comes back. So it'll stay among that 40 to 50% level, you think? I think there's a real possibility that's where it could stick. Yeah. So listen, one thing I got to ask you, Brian, is and I know um, all the CEOs we talk to, they don't have a ton of visibility at this point. So um, I do wonder what metrics do you look at? Is it consumer data points? Is it, you know, the app, the digital? What are you looking at to get an idea of how healthy the consumer is um, and maybe what the rest of 2020 looks like at this point? Yeah, you're exactly right, Carol. There is a lot of uncertainty. I'm sure uh, if you talk to a lot of my peers, they, we could rattle off the list of all the uncertainties in front mm -hmm. of us. Uh, what we've decided to really stay focused on is, okay, what can what are the things we can control? And the things we can control is making sure that we have a really safe environment for our employees to work in, a safe environment that our customers believe in and trust. Um, we know if we do those two things, uh, we continue to get people's uh, trust and then ultimately their business around uh, their meal occasions. And so we continue to really monitor how we as a brand are doing on the things that we can control. You know, are we doing a good job of communicating the safety? Are we doing a good job of communicating why you can feel great about these ingredients, why you can feel great about getting that burrito or bowl from Chipotle? Um, and then obviously we're paying attention to a lot of the macros to understand the health of uh, the consumer. Right. Um, and, you know, obviously, depending on where you are in the country, we're seeing a lot of different things. But, uh, you know, for the most part, customers and consumers are still wanting to order food out, whether um, that's from, you know, uh, the, their local restaurant or right. uh, somebody like a Chipotle. Um, you know, we're definitely seeing them fatigue a little bit on going to the grocery store, loading <laughs> up and cooking all the time. You know, Brian, so. I feel like there's always something getting in our way, uh, whether it's the virus or it's the president. And I do, unfortunately, have to um, leave it there because we do have to uh, head to Washington to listen to the president. I do appreciate, though, your time, as always, and hopefully we can catch up soon. Brian Nickel, he's the CEO of Chipotle. 